Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. Good morning. So if I asked for a show of hands, if you've ever been on an airplane, I bet we would look like we're a very charismatic congregation. (laughs) So let's just all think about that then, what it feels like to have been flying for a very long trip. Maybe you've been on that trip and you've connected once or twice along the way. You're so glad to be landed and now you're waiting patiently or maybe not so patiently to get off the plane, and you walk up the concourse, and your heart has butterflies because you know, you just know that that someone or, or those someones are there. They're there at the airport, just waiting for you, just on the other side of the wall or, or the gate or that security line. And you turn that corner, or, or you top that escalator, or you walk through that gate, and then you are in that special place. And I don't know if there's an official name for that place, but for my sermon, let's just call it the welcome zone. The welcome zone, that that place of reunion. Truth be told, I really love to be the person in the welcome zone as well. In big or small airports, there's always someone waiting, maybe lots of folks You've seen it along the way, the limousine drivers with the name cards, the children with their homemade signs, families waiting for a son or a a daughter returned from deployment, flowers for a spouse who's been away, the welcome zone. I love that place. I love to watch. I love to listen. My friends, that is exactly how I imagine heaven. Turns out I'm not the only one. If I go and prepare a place for you, says Jesus, I will come again and I will take you to myself so that where I am, there you may be also. Imagine God, arms outstretched and saying, welcome home. So even though we use this gospel from John this morning often for celebrations of life, I've preached on this passage for many a funeral If you ask me, it's a baptism message. Jesus promises, I go and prepare a place for you. He's there. It's done. And that is a marvelous promise. I can't think of a better one. Now, of course, we know this morning that Thomas and Philip, probably all of those disciples gathered that night, just didn't understand what Jesus was saying. They were scared. They were anxious. Their heads were reeling. They weren't prepared to deal with the news that Jesus was delivering to them. So Jesus saying, do not let your hearts be troubled, probably to them seemed impossible, maybe even a little placating. But I'll tell you, we need to remember the timeline for just a second. After Jesus is crucified and dies and is buried, and is resurrected, and ascends to heaven, and then the Holy Spirit comes, then things get really interesting. We heard Marietta read this morning from the book of Acts, chapter 7. She read the very last part of it, the story of Stephen being martyred by stoning. 
It's a gruesome little story, right? But do we even know why that happened? Why was Stephen stoned to death? Well, he was delivering a sermon. Now, nobody needs to go and start looking for rocks, people. Because Stephen was delivering a really long sermon, which I promise not to do. But chapter 7 is the longest chapter in the book of Acts. And it is important because it is here in this moment that Stephen steps up and does exactly what Peter tells him and you and me to do, to proclaim and defend the good news of Jesus Christ our Lord. Stephen is talking directly to the Sanhedrin, the ruling council with all the religious, the criminal, the civil jurisdiction, in other words, to the ones with power. Stephen a brand new baby Christian. So what does he tell them? Well, he reaches down deep for what he knows. He even tells them why he believes what he believes. He tells them about Abraham. He tells them about Moses. Because those stories were so much of a part of him that he could tell them verbatim. He warns them that the prophets had been calling for them to turn their hearts and their minds, that the Holy Spirit was present to help. And then he tells them that they're going to be in a heap of trouble if they don't listen this time. Nobody likes to hear that. So they went a little crazy. They picked up those rocks, and they went after Stephen. They would not listen, and they killed him. They would not listen, and they killed him. That rings close to home even today, doesn't it? However, Stephen had the last word. Words, actually, as he lay dying, he said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Do not hold this against them. Wow. But wait, I lied. Stephen didn't really have the last word. Jesus has the last word. Do not let your hearts be troubled, he says. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. I go and prepare a place for you, and I will come again, and I will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life. The welcome zone. St. James Parish family, we have everything we need right here. We are prepared to tell the world why we believe what we believe. In fact, we're standing in the welcome zone right now. In just a few minutes, we're going to stand together and reaffirm what we believe when we welcome Henry Patterson Brown, who we know from our Christmas pageant as Baby Jesus, (laughs) and who we lovingly call Baby Hap to the Christian faith. His parents, his godparents, all of us will promise to raise him in our faith with the stories that Stephen loved, the stories that Stephen lived and then was able to recall at the most important of moments, with the promise that Jesus has room for us, yes, and he is there, even now, in another welcome zone, and he's waiting. And we know why. Because Jesus loves us. Amen.